Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kit and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall. That's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> we review every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like, if you only had one night with either Bruno Punce Jones or Francesca Fiore, which would you choose, huh? <laughs> I'm Kalina McCordoff in London, England, and I am joined by Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Noted sex haver. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Derricotic in Vancouver. I would choose Bruno Punce Jones because he would punch me in the face. <laughs> And Trevor Record, also in Vancouver. Ooh, uh, Francesca, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Hans just chooses sex. <laughs> I, I'm an equal opportunity sex haver. <laughs> we'll be reviewing episode 20 of season 2, which aired on May 7th, 1991. So let's kick off with our sketch rundown. We've got charades. A man is smothered <laughs> to death in plain sight while everyone loses their shit at charades. <laughs> Annoying Kid of the Butchers, in which Gavin prices meat while his mom gets a makeover and learns how much his head would sell for if it were prime veal. Uh, police department. Yeah. The cops keep hearing about sexism on the force, but are oblivious to the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's to blame? <laughs> <laughs> the ATN love boss looks for someone to blame for the bad weather that ruins his company baseball game. Uh, police department, where Bruce learns that everyone thinks about cloud shapes and he's not hallucinating. Mm. Toaster, Scott and Bruce are two preppy boys that feign interest in the old woman's souvenirs so that they can beat up her appliances. <laughs> are they preppy boys or are they supposed to be Jehovah's Witness? Uh, I don't know. I think they're just preppy neighborhood boys. I got the sense yeah. that they got all dressed up nicely to impress the old lady. Oh. <laughs> so that they could get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, faux pas, Kevin manages to offend a deaf person, a woman having an affair, and his wife's boss, who was a former hostage, all at the same party. And his wife How as the well. hell was he supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, police department, Mark bemoans the fate of his ex-partner, who retired, got fat and bald, and moved to Florida. Mm. A great sex, where Mark plays a string of messages on his answering machine from women and his bank, confirming he is good at sex. <laughs> True to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tube top of justice, as he, she walked over the horizon... Lawmakers quipped, and the teenage boys stared, for she was wearing the tube top of justice. That's pretty much the whole sketch. That's That's literally the whole sketch. Good good recreation. (laughs) And and, uh, retelling a complicated foreign film. A man in a bar tries to explain a complicated Francesca Fiore movie, and we get lost in the plot. (laughs) Um, so I thought this was quite a solid episode again and uh, was had really good pacing and then BAM you're introduced to Scott and Dave's new recurring B-list film star duo Francesca Fiore and Bruno Punt Jones uh, I actually didn't realize this was our introduction to them both and I thought that the complicated storyline that morphed into realizing you're watching the movie itself <laughs> was both ridiculous and delightful so have you guys been fans of this duo before now and what did you make of their first appearance Trevor I, I feel like maybe the reason that they're recurring is they just had so much fun with the bad Italian accents in the like, complicated <laughs> Italian movie that they just decided to bring them back again like I really like it was just like 
everything is just an excuse for them to say ridiculous things in Italian. I was like, Bruno Bunce Jones, don't be eaten by alligator, huh? He's dead. I be mad. And Bruno, no, no, alligator. Don't eat Francesca Fiore. What, you think is good? Is bad. Ah! <laughs> uh, that is excellent. My notes, my notes for this sketch simply start with me excitedly shouting, Francesca Fiore! Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I could have sworn we saw Francesca or maybe heard her reference before in an episode earlier this season, but I can't find any trace of it now that I went looking back through it. Um, no, but as, so, as for an introduction to the characters, I think it's awesome. Uh, it's super weird. Uh, in my opinion, clearly another Scott project where he just sort of plays around doing whatever he wants and everyone has to come along for the ride. Um, if there's anything amazing about this one in particular, it's that Dave was able to find a way sort of into the sketch that worked for him since the Scott pieces are usually so one-sided and only really cater to him and his abilities. So like, well done Dave for fully realizing a Bruno Punce Jones character that, that like can, can stick with Francesca Fiore. I totally agree. I would say, yeah, I, I actually don't recognize the characters, Francesca Fiore and Bruno Prince Jones, which I'm going to keep saying because those are fantastic names. <laughs> like, so now that I've seen it, I've definitely seen BPJ's hat before, <laughs> but yeah. I can't, like, recall the scenes. But having said that, I love their the dynamic between Scott and Dave in this. Like, yes. they play so well off each other. The special shout-outs to the amazing background actors. That bald mm -hmm. chick in a corset is perfect. And I love that she materializes in that <laughs> shitty dive bar. Well, everyone materializes there in the mm -hmm. end. But yeah, I, I also noticed the background actors. They were awesome. And the Generalissimo. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was great. They had to really blow through some CBC budget. Thanks, taxpayer. <laughs> Yeah, and this is, I think this is one of the rare pairings of both Dave and Scott, mm -hmm. where they're kind of yeah. the stars. Um, also, because they. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, because I either, you, yeah, you usually see Kevin and Dave or Scott as an amazing soloist yeah. in many ways. And that's why, yeah, it really is impressive that Dave found a way to work with, like, he, like I think he really wormed his way into Scott's world in this sketch, which is cool. Um, another shout out I wanted to give for this sketch was the awful back, or like the awful graphics that were just awful mm -hmm. <laughs> all the time. They were really, really awful. And also that weird ending of, uh, what is it? Bruno, let's go kill ourselves, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or no, when, when he's when and then also when Scott is changing, explaining the plot of the movie, he's like, no, 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 it was a car chase, and then he's like, no, wait, they were both in the car chase, and they're both just in the same car, but both with <laughs> yeah. steering wheels. Yeah, it was just so good. It's so dumb. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and you do think that like for most of the way through, it's just like it's it's a shitty retelling of a film. Yeah, <laughs> and, until it is. The and film. you just yeah, when you're literally in it, and you're like, wait, and you have to think about it, and maybe watch it two to three times more, and then you just can't get enough yeah. of it. I love. Well, it. and that's the other thing too, and that's why I really feel like it's a Scott vehicle is when the when it really becomes comes into its own is when Scott telling about the movie starts recreating Francesca Fiore dancing like a Uruguayan yeah. girl, which then <laughs> becomes Francesca Fiore. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. was, that is like pure <laughs> Scott energy right there. Big, big Scott energy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Big Scott energy, but just like the, the nihilist nihilist aspect of their characters, I think just works so well mm. for both of them. Like, I don't think we, tend to see Dave in enough sort of dark sketches as well. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just really Yeah, but Dave does the veneer of like, it's not dark, I just have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Where they're both just very comfortable with where they're going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so let's pick out our favorite lines with kids say the fucking darndest things. Um, I personally loved a literal one word line where Gavin's at the butchers and asking how much his head would be <laughs> worth if it was veal. And when Kevin tries to clarify whether it would be with hair or without, <laughs> Gavin answers as if it's the dumbest question in the world, like, <laughs> with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. There are so many great options from that Gavin sketch, uh, Kalina. I'd kind of forgotten that one, and it is a real, a real banger. Uh, also, can we just say this Gavin sketch is a real return to form? Like, this is mm-hmm. one of the better Gavins. Um, but my favorite from the sketch has to be when he goes... My mom says that if there's a depression, that I'll have to enter a dance marathon because I'm the man of the house. I better start slow. <laughs> and he just kind of like draws inward. And it's like he's like a, he's like really thinking through that he's going to have to be real careful in this dance marathon. You know, yeah. like, ah, it's so pure Gavin. It's a dance marathon, not a dance sprint. <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. Gavin is basically just a way to take up like rapid fire like amount of not great jokes and then through delivery make them funny like my my favorite is also gavin (laughs) it's always going to be if the gavin's in the episode most of it's going to be gavin but it's like (laughs) yeah this kid well she's a girl really she goes to my swimming pool (laughs) and she has false teeth i found them when i was diving for punks she's five and she has false teeth and she can't eat meat you know why and the butcher's just like (laughs) no teeth i was like Oh, she's a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Also, why you would, yeah, like a lot of them revolve Gavin saying strange things and nobody reacting. I was thinking <laughs> about this, that like it feels like a joke that falls, but Bruce is so good at stone face. Like, why would you be diving for pucks in a pool? That's real weird. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that not a thing that people did? No, I think no, I, no, no, I think it is. Uh, the... No, but don't you like dive? You go like in a swimming, in the public swimming. I pool, remember you, like, that. Dive yeah, for you, rings or whatever, be... or like pucks. No, I definitely used to do stuff where you'd throw coins or whatever, and then you try and get them. Yeah, but pucks? Why? Would no, you no, no I remember. Pucks? I remember not like hockey pucks, but like these kind of like discs. I don't know. They weren't oh. hockey pucks when I was in, but I remember my pool had like kind of puck-like oh. objects that you would throw, and then you'd yeah. go dive. Well, no, no, I understand that you can dive in a pool and get things off the bottom. That's not like foreign to me just the idea of it being a puck i don't know i thought it was i know they were pucks i don't when in in the 90s when i was going to pools and diving for things they were pucks they just weren't like hockey pucks you know they don't make them in the puck shape like they used to (laughs) all right my turn so (laughs) kalina has been saying this she came to visit recently for a friend's wedding and Mm. she kept doing the toaster scene where it'd be like the the daves who is also dave is a wonderful Yes. Former Scottish old lady. Yes. Just kind of like cookie and pressing her Heather. They, <laughs> like the smiles slowly fade from their faces and the camera pans out. It's like, get it. <laughs> yeah. And they just yeah. punch the shit out of their appliances. <laughs> it is pretty great. It's so good. Can I, can I give an honorable shout out though to another awesome Gavin line, which we haven't said? Of course said, you can. Which is, oh, do you ever worry about losing your finger? Like that guy that got drunk with my dad <laughs> at the Legion while I waited in a cab? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we uh, but you blamed Kevin for doing therapy on TV. <laughs> yeah. You think that was yeah. a true to life, really? Oh boy. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Oddly specific. So before we go, let's choose our standout sketch and worst sketch with a rating out of 5. I was actually quite happy to learn that this episode has two sketches close to my heart. Um the one that Stu uh, just reminded us of. Uh, <laughs> which my dad actually brought up. But yeah, when we, uh, I went to visit him recently, just losing his shit, how they slowly turn towards the toaster and they say, get it, just get it. 
<laughs> and they just kept pointing at things the whole time I was there. He's like, get, get it. <laughs> and, and the AT and Love sketch was also his home because I just remember him all the time out of the blue just yelling, who's to blame, Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't remember what he was from. So. Who's to blame? <laughs> that Did he yell this at you while you were waiting in a cab at the Legion, Kalina? <laughs> Yes. Uh, and I love this surreal idea that you can just find someone to blame for weather failures, and it's always the fucking janitor. So that one gets it for me. But it got, so it got him. He, it changed the weather. Yeah. So is that the, do we think that that's what happened? By <laughs> I think so. Correcting, correctly oh, getting the guy who did like, it. Like, there's yeah. this thing yeah. where he spots him, and there's, like, the janitor feels guilty, and people have been pointing him in this direction the <laughs> <Yeah>. entire time. <laughs> But yeah, so 3.5 corporate meltdowns out of five. Mm. Um, as for worst sketch, I don't think any particular singular one uh, stunk it up, but I feel like the tube top of justice had potential to be fleshed out into a larger sketch, but on the flip side, anything longer might be quite sexist. <laughs> so two Western tributes out of five. Okay, but is the tube top of justice worse than charades? Like, yes. They're, they're, they're just little zingers. It's just like a little... Uh, charades had a little bit more going on. I, it, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a sketch. Tube Top of Justice was a joke. That's was a joke. Yeah, I'm just saying. At least it wasn't long. At least it wasn't cops. And I would say, I can't believe you would say that it's Tube Top of Justice is worse than Clouds. Clouds isn't even a joke. It's just clouds. Mm. Yeah, but I also feel like Tube Top of Justice would also be like on whose line it is it anyway. Is that kind of joke? Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, this isn't. I don't know if I liked it or not, but Great Sex Answering Machine was very strange and funny. And can yes. we note that that dude definitely <laughs> fucked his mom? It would appear so. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He fucked his mom. And I, right after that happened, some lady in the audience is like, oh my god. But in that, <laughs> like, I'm going to hell for this way, that was that was a nice moment for Excellent. me. I, did, I, I liked in that one when the bank is like, you're overdue on your loan, but just a reminder, you can pay in Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that his hair keeps coming must. Like, he keeps yeah. doing his hair. And just keep, like, does he get excited? I don't really get it. Like, he, just, he does a squat, and he pops up, and all of a sudden his hair is, like, all totally... Like, he has to continuously do his hair, otherwise mm. it'll just get... Like, what I, what I kind of wondered was with every time you cut away from him, if he was just having sex with someone. If that was, mm. like, after sex hair every single time or something, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I mean, he couldn't be that yep. great at sex if... Every, oh. We're getting into the weeds here. <laughs> Trevor needs a clean hair for a good. Oh sex. no, no! I was, I was more just thinking if he's just ducking down for two seconds and then coming back up, it couldn't be great sex. That's all. That's how good he is. <laughs> yeah. Efficient. Any longer and you die. Stone cold. <laughs> uh, despite the fact that we were a little hard on poor little Kev this season for when he had stuff like this sometimes. I really liked faux pas uh, at the party. Uh, mm. So I'm, I'm going to give him four out of five. How was I supposed to know How for was that? I supposed to know? What the hell? How was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know? He also kept saying, he also kept saying like, what the hell? Or like, what the hell? Where the hell are you going? And like, almost to the point where I thought it was a send up that I just didn't oh, get. No, I didn't mm. catch that. You know what? Uh, for worst sketch, I think that I will also agree that Tube Top of Justice is just like there's nothing funny about it or anything like i think bruce had an idea and was too lazy to turn it into a, a, a sketch 
Should have worn the tube top, yep. Yeah, so that doesn't get a rating because it's like, well, Bruce, you didn't finish the sketch. You just came up with a funny <laughs> premise. <laughs> premise! It's like, it's like when you're in high school and you have, a, you have an assignment where you're supposed to write a report and you just don't finish it on time, but it's like worse to not hand it in than to hand it in like half complete. So you just like hand in half a report and you're like, it doesn't end. It's, it's, I'm going to get a, a 50, like a 45 on that, but that's better than zero. He wrote, like, the title, and then he's like, in this essay, we'll talk about how Oliver Twist was, and then it just ends. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the report, yes. He's going to get he's gonna get a 10 out of 100 for it, but uh, it's better than a nothing. Hans, what was your fave? Uh, well, I really love the Gavin at the Butcher sketch, uh, which was really strong from start to finish, has some excellent, excellent lines, which we've talked about. So I give it four and a half fingers out of five on your handshake in hand. Um, oh, that's a great line too. You could never meet anyone again. <laughs> yeah, if it was on your handshaking hand, which is like you could never. Apparently, you can never change your handshaking hand. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that was great. Um, as for worst sketch, I'm gonna buck the trend here a little bit and give it to ex partner. Uh, though all the cop sketches generally stunk these last few episodes, um, this one was particularly bad. I I actively dislike this sketch more so than tube top which is just an unfinished sketch so mm -hmm. uh i hope i desperately hope we'll be mostly done with the cops when we move on to season three i i'm willing to bet i'm wrong about that but <laughs> uh, i'm so tired of them anyways i give it one retired cop in florida balding out of five nice i'm still so surprised how much you don't like police department homes, i used to but they've just they've degraded in so quality many. so badly the one thing is good about them is they look nice in the uniforms <laughs> Bruce makes up. Bruce and Mark make pretty, pretty convincing cops. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If this was a fashion, good. no, no. If this was a magazine cover spread, maybe. But uh, yeah. The OPP fashion spread. Yeah. <laughs> I will always defend the one where he's got the nice duck. Well, guys, we'll be able to do a proper recap when we do our season wrap oh. next episode. Um, so, yeah, we've gotten to the end. This is it for our season Aww. 20 review. If you think that our season 20, halfway, episode halfway. 20. Halfway. Hey. Uh, anyway, yeah, so get ready for our recap. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Telpod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and Deloitte. 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 Some Deloitte. Some delightful gifts. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye. Better start slow.